0: But listen to the end of the episode because me and Abstract have, have a big announcement oh, that yeah. I know my audience is going to go crazy over, mm. right? And I know that Abstract's fans and hip hop in general is going to respond to it in a way that I don't think has ever been done before. I think it's important. So stick around till the very end of the show. We got an announcement for you guys. <laughs> Wake the fuck up! Wake the fuck up! Wake the fuck up! Everybody, wake the fuck up! From the city to the suburbs, every street, every curve, you can block Watch your heart, that's the cure. Wake the fuck up! Wake the fuck up! Wake the fuck up! Wake the fuck up! Everybody, wake the fuck up! From the city to the suburbs, every street, every curve, you can block Watch your heart, that's the cure. Wake the fuck up! Wake the fuck up! welcome back to the show you are now listening to wake the flock up with concept 714 and with me is no one I am solo today when it comes to Wake the Flock Up team, but we do have a very special guest before I introduce him. We are here at a beautiful new or L- exclusive L.A. location or official L.A. location now for the second time here at beautiful Adeline Gallery. Right. Uh you, you Give me the address. You know the address?
1: 5045 York Boulevard. That's 5045 York Boulevard.
0: In Los Angeles, California. Beautiful art gallery with a, with a beautiful backyard, back area, where they display movies and do all that good stuff. And we'll get into that a little bit later, right? So net. You're going to go. You're going to listen to episodes like this one. Episodes like rock art science dj revolution mm. master ace planet asia we've also had Dembrick. we've had uh oh man shout out to the team backpack tour who came down and we had uh jeff turner we had Cacahoon from uh from uh, strange music so we've been really blessed with all the artists that we've managed to get um and tonight we'll be crossing off the f- the 13th right yeah 13th name. Mm. off of our list right again i'm teasing the guest before we get there facebook instagram and twitter you're gonna go check us out like us follow us and the only thing we ask from you guys is that you tell a friend hey check out this dope ass podcast check out this dope ass radio radio show you know wake the flock up concept is doing his thing and he's always having dope guests and you know just show us some love that's all we ask from you guys you know um the show is free to the listeners you know we make we make our dough elsewhere with the um, sponsorships or whatever it may be, you know. So, but it's always free for hip hop for the fans. Check us out. Download us. Um, that's it. I'm not gonna drag it on anymore because I'm very excited to get to our to our guest tonight. We have the one, the only, Abstract Rude is sitting here with us tonight. <laughs> You're snoring. Oh. My my intro oh. was that bad. Oh. oh, what's up?
1: Wake up like a spike lee joint people what's good it's you your boy abu from the project flow 18 year A 18 haiku day talk
0: crew. <laughs>
1: what's up dude
0: uh, uh, like i told you when i met you right uh, i walked in and and just from hearing someone for so many years right and finally get to meet them and i, I don't know if you if you come across this but for me it's, it's been i really get nervous because I have a, ment- a mental picture of what the artist is going to be like, right? And I don't want them to break it. Because I would hate to meet someone who's like, I've been following to and listening to and they're like a dick. Or they're like, or they, you know what I'm saying? Like They're like, they just completely ruin your perspective of them. I would hate that to happen. To be completely honest, it hasn't happened yet. I haven't, all those people that cross, I haven't met one person that I'm not completely still a huge fan of.
1: That's dope
0: how's it been uh with you on your travels that, that you've been doing have you ever been excited to meet someone right it's, are you, do you still get excited about meeting man certain artists
1: i'm excited to meet you dog oh
0: appreciate that yeah
1: <laughs> i mean i'm excited to meet everybody i i come across with especially somebody that could share information or life experience or just a feeling of spirituality right You know what I mean? But as far as artists, heck yeah, heck yeah. Um, I'm still excited to meet everybody that I came up listening to. Anytime I get the pleasure to share a bill with somebody like KRS-One or um, you know, one of the greats like uh, um, who did I share a bill with? Oh, Brand Nubian. You know, I got to meet them backstage in Just still seeing the OG, seeing my homies that I've been getting it in with um, all these years that have gone on to become great Mm. and, you know, have a lot of fans and, you know, like how, like how I know people that are on your list that you want to be on this show. And I'm looking at the list like, oh yeah, that's the homie, that's the (laughs) homie. And you're like, man, if I can meet him. And I mean, that still makes me feel good when I see those people every time, even though we're homies um you know i still have that adulation and that respect for what they do with their art
0: it is um so when i when i do anything that involves hip hop i'm still very much that little that little kid in my in my mind and in my heart you know uh, i still approach things very much with that ambition and that 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 that, that like Almost nerves of like, oh man! Like I can't believe I'm gonna get to go see Immortal Technique rock live or a Jedi Matrix. First is is that little boy inside me still that's like, okay, this is this is so dope. And then second comes that that, uh, that, that, maybe for like, like the show, it'll be like, okay, what's the best way to approach this as a journalist now? Like, as someone who's there to do a job, which is try to get this interview, right? That's the second one. But everything I've ever done for hip hop, it's always been as a fan. And I think that that's only helped me down the line. I can't, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, a, it, it, I think the artists pick up on that. Like, they understand, like, okay, this kid really just is happy to meet me, first of all. Cause it, I, dude, I am, I'm just like, I, everyone on that list is someone that i've either rapped their songs a million times already i you know like i used to stay up listening to nas when i was like nine ten and like write the lyrics down to like if i rule the world and repeat them to myself like like that kind of stuff you know so when i get to sit down with someone on that list it's that much more of like an accomplishment like it shows me that i'm doing something right because I'm no one. I'm, I'm no one, dude. Like, I don't have a track record of, oh, he's, he used to be big in the 90s, bro. And he now he has a radio show. Like, I don't have that, right? I'm an MC. I'm just a local cat. But I have a passion. I have a real passion to kind of give hip hop back to the light in the only way that I can possibly do it. So at my age, I'm never going to go and rock soccer stadium you know like and i come to terms with that i'm fine with it right so this is my way of contributing to hip-hop right by presenting the artists that i love so much and the light that i see them in Mm. to the people that have heard them but haven't had that opportunity you know
1: exactly i you know anytime i hear about shows with dj quick rocking and you know cmw ice cube or you know De La So, I remember the Rhyme Fest where Organized Confusion came together, and it was both of them. That I was just like giddy, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they played hypnotical gases, and I was just in the crowd, like, oh my god, it was, you know, just it was like when I first heard it in, you know, in '90, you know. So, um, I'm right there with you on that, and um, I I find myself hipping younger artists to that stuff that i grew up on you know you mentioned nas he had a song on one of his albums where he was mentioning you know a bunch of like old school mcs i think it was called where are they now and um that's what he was doing with that so i think every true mc is still a fan mm. um, no matter how big you get even if you're jay-z you know what i mean um if you if you if he was somewhere and he heard about Freestyle Fellowship Rocking, he'd be like, "Oh, Freestyle! That you know, I remember them from back in the day. They had the six styles, you know. Um, I remember we were somewhere way out in Jamaica, and Fat Jack ran into into CeeLo, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I know about AC alone Ganja K. So I mean, we all like came up in this together, and we're we're all fans of one another." And we keep that, we keep that giddy spirit of being a fan too, you know?
0: Let me ask you this. When you get a chance to work with someone that you've listened to for like, you've, that you're a fan of, right, as an artist. And you, let's say you get a chance to work with like a Rakim or or those, that on that level, right? For you, who would that be first? Who would that be that one person that you wanted to and you got a chance to and it was like a line of accomplishment in your career?
1: Um, I would probably say... Uh, I would probably say, you know, like Speech from Arrested Development. Mm. He'd be the first one because he is the first one that um was incorporating, you know, a lot of the soulful stuff into the hip hop sampling, Sly and the Family Stone, interpolating it, adding in the like rap singing, um, like Lyrics Born calls the M singing, like MCN singing. So he'd be the first one to be perfectly honest. After, did did after you him, lose?
0: Did you lose? The, the, one, the okay. reason I ask is did you lose that little bit of fanship? And not in a bad way but I mean like did now he become someone that's not this, this MC that you glorify? Did he come down to your level? Or is it still very much like man?
1: It's still like that because we Haiku in 04 uh, got to open up for him. We were on the Cali Com tour with Dale. We opened up for of Development. Our tour did, and we all was out there in the audience watching their show, and it was amazing. Mm. And he was the professional that I thought he would be, and the whole band, the whole group, got out there and showed all of us how you really put a concert on, yeah. you know, on a high level. So that's that's another you know, just fulfilling thing is to see your heroes live up to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's really the payoff right there.
0: Like we were talking before, like I haven't met anyone on the list, right? Or has crossed their name off that disappointed me meeting them. Right. But when I gave the list to Raskaz, right, mm-hmm. and he looks at it before he crosses his name off, because everyone does it. But hey, can you do And I do it intentionally because I'm like, look, if there's anyone you can kind of help us out with, we we'll would be forever grateful. Right. And it's like 99% of the time they've been like, dude, yeah, I had a great time. Absolutely. Why not? Right. Which speaks to how cool of a person they are, anyways. But he looked down the list, and I won't say who it is, but he looked at it and he goes, dude, be careful talking to this cat. Because this dude, trust me, is not who you think it is, right? And I'm looking at it, and it's like one of them that has the star next to him. And I was like, dude, no way. Like, really? He goes, he go, oh, should I not talk to him? He goes, no, 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 no. You need that experience. Talk to him. But don't come in there thinking that you're going to walk away like with the same expectations once you really meet him, right? And to me it was that's the one fear. That's really the one fear, but I think it's a risk worth taking, you know, at this age. At this age it's fine, like I think I could deal with that disappointment, you know. Um so it's it's really become kinda of like a Russian roulette type deal, but I have to take the risk, I think, you know? When you're approaching like working with these artists, right? Is that something that, that crosses your mind? Are you willing to sacrifice that if that were the case? Or are you just like, you know what? Let's risk it and see what happens.
1: Well, uh- I mean, you know, I don't think about that. Mm. I just, I get beats and I hear, I get ideas and I write to them. I don't really think about who I could get to, you know, feature on it. Mm -hmm. Especially someone that's not that accessible to me. On my new album, I have a lot of people. I have some people on your list. Um, But, you know... Some of it was kind of deliberate, but only in the sense that we had intended to make songs before together. I kind of stay in my lane. But just to just to finish, you know, my list after speech, I would say, you know, I did get to fulfill. I did a song with Brother J from X-Clan and YZ. And that was like, for me, a bucket list of that was like two of the people to to, you know, that would be answering this question. Um it would be dope if I got some people on Twitter have suggested me q tip and ab soul it'd be like all the abs and I mean obviously for me that would be sick if 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 that got to happen um and then there's females I'd love to work i love to I'd love to work with Erica Badu I'd love to work with um with like kooppa mystic mm. people like that. Who just have like beautiful voices that we could like sing some awesome like a Jill Scott stuff, yeah, like a Jill Scott, and I, like I'll come in with some lows. But I'd say go out playing Mystic because they're I, I kind of like know them, and mm-hmm. maybe out of out of them, Mystic is someone who I could actually end up working with one day because we've we've like flirted with the idea, you know, like when we've seen each other in the past. But stuff like that. Um, and I've 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 been blessed to work with a lot of dope people, a lot of dope people in my career. And um, you know, if you don't expect too much out of people, you know what I mean. From your, you know, from you, from a from a journalistic point of view, when you're, when you're meeting people and want to interview them, that's one thing. But as an artist, I never expect too much from any other artist mm. even if I've especially if he's grown to status even if I've knew I've known him prior to I don't expect some kind of old school reaction when he sees me now if I get it, that's dope, that's love that's that's pretty much how I am how I would be you know, mm-hmm. regardless of whatever success, just keep it 100
0: You've had a very impressive career thus far, right? And you got no plans of stopping. Like you, 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 were detailing the the next couple months of the year already. Like you already got a plan. Like no, no, I'm not gonna drop it here. I'm gonna drop it right here, and then boom, deliver the the knockout punch and blah blah blah. Coude like, gras, <laughs> baby. You have a, you have this, but you've been one of these cats where like um, it's con- it's a consistent career. Like there's not a moment in time where I couldn't go and look up abstract. Like you were never like abstract. You were never like that one dude. Oh, remember abstract? Man, well, that dude was dope. Like, no, it was always like, so abstract is going to move on to the next thing that he was doing, right? And that was one of the things that I think keeps you so relatable still. That the fact that you're not, you were never gone. You were moving around and all that stuff what 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 was your plan starting off like when you when you picked the mic up i mean mean you should you should i'm sure you just wanted to rock just like everybody else right but when did it become apparent to you like dude this is something now
1: honestly from being snatched up pretty early Mm -hmm. and hanging around dudes that were like you know three and four years older than me um I went right into it, for, and, and being raised in L.A., stone's throw away from Hollywood, mm-hmm. and the industry was popping out here. I went right into it trying to become a signed artist.
0: Are we talking high school age?
1: Well, well I mean, okay. When I, <clears throat> when I was writing my first raps, obviously I didn't never dream that mm-hmm. I could, you know, officially become somebody really rapping on the mic out at clubs and stuff like that. Too young to be thinking about all that. Mm. You know, I was more impressed with memorizing rappers' rhymes, like you said, writing them down. But the rhymes I'd be writing down would be like Beastie Boys and you know LL Cool J and and stuff like that. Believe it or not, Fresh Prince, you know, Def Jeff, Big Daddy Kane So I was I, you know Kara so I was stuck BDP, I was studying all of that. And um, by the time I learned how to, studying all that, I learned how to memorize rhymes really good and patterns. So then I could just listen to stuff and sort of memorize it. And I have to write it down. I could just memorize it, hear it, and then hear it, burn it out, hear it so many times that the tape snapped. And then I just got it memorized. And then slowly, us going out to, you know, from from high school dances and things like that into actual clubs. That were being made available to us at the time it was clubs like Joshua's, Club Nouveau, and then that bled into Cats turning 18, then slowly getting into like Hollywood Live, and then Unity came about. There was the good life. As there became more outlets and spots for you to go to, um, you 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 were able to touch it a little bit more. And so for Tribe Unique, for them it was like 18, 19, but for me I was 15, 16. So for them they were like, yeah, we could do this from a dancing perspective. We could at least be dancing for some known rappers. That was the, our first goal. Then it was like, well, Aaron Ab, if you rapping, let's you have you out front, and we don't have to deal with all these shady rappers. <laughs> and um. That, that was that was what we did. So that was a big just accomplishment for us, just to get me rapping out front and have us be ATU. Um, big up Zulu Butterfly, Ebony Prince, Irie Lion King, DJ Fat Jack. You know, that was the click, man. Men. So from meeting Fat Jack, from meeting the actual producer, because that's what happens. You go around the spots. We were just dancing and rapping out at a record store in Hollywood. We meet Fat Jack that way. And then through meeting him, he's like, I'm going to make demo on y'all. So we were too dumb to even really know what that meant. Mm-hmm. But him and his older brother in the production company, they schooled us. We met other artists like Minister Too Bad, a One, Novelist, Zago Brown, Mr. Grimm, um, Jazzy the Barber, Massive. Uh, we met all these cats. And then we, more cats came in, like the Ghetto Gods, DK Toon, Isabel Seven. Um, and we just, we, uh, were brought into this brotherhood of people trying to make it in the industry. And they, they had some inside knowledge and the inside track on how you can make your demo and make it and go get some of the money from these companies, from these Motowns, these capitals, which we eventually signed to via Grand Royal, the Beastie Boys label. So that felt really dope. Because, like I told you, they was the first ones that I was writing down their rhymes. Mm -hmm. So that was surreal. And so, I mean, from so to answer your question, I mean, from for me, I first came into it definitely, you know, thinking really seriously. You know, so in that sense, I would have had a jump on a lot of cats who probably think about getting serious about it in their early 20s or even like early to mid 20s, you know. That's a trend I see more these days.
0: So you didn't receive a lot of friction from just life to go in this journey. Like this journey was like at 15, that's very young to like have a set journey. And like when you follow that path, there was a lot of uh, a lot of f- fight fighting back from the path. It was Well, like- I
1: had cats. I had, cat- and you know, I had to cut you off, but I had to fight. I had to. Lie to my mom and say, can I borrow the car to go to Taco Bell? <laughs> yeah. But I was really going away to Hollywood somewhere. Yeah. And then coming back late. And she's like, where are you at? I'm like, oh, I was just down the street at, at OJ's at house. T- at I was Taco Bell all day. It was delicious. And she's like, yeah. eventually after a few times of that, she's like, well, no, you come park the car back. So I'm like, damn, now how am I going to get around this. Yeah. And so maybe eventually then one of the other homies gets a car. Right. Right, right. you don't have to beg, borrow, and deal the car no more. And so
0: why not tell moms right away, though?
1: Well, no, it became apparent because once the older, it was older men, once they were really like, you got something, y'all got something, right. we can make money with it. Yeah. They couldn't legally do anything with me without her permission. So, so why not ask for mom's permission? No, though? that's when they came in and had to talk to her. Yeah. And that's when, what? to her, that's when it was real because it's like you got men showing up at your house to talk to you about your son. Was your she receptive son. at first? Very receptive because, okay. I mean, um, um, it's sort of in my blood. Like, my dad is kin to the Pointer Sisters, even though I didn't grow up knowing them or mm. with them or have any privileges from being a part of their family. Um, she, you know, there were there were signs. Like, in seventh grade, I wrote a little say Say No to Drugs rap. And the music teacher at the school called KJLH to come and record me, and it came out on the radio. And so she talked to her and was like, can I take him after school to go record this? And then we successfully did that. Actually, we recorded it at school on a little tape recorder. And then she asked, could we take him to a studio and um, record some raps? But it wasn't raps that I wrote. It was raps they had wrote. They they took me and my boy Latif, cause he had did. We, they gave us a a project in class to write a song, and they put us in groups of four. So I had wrote this rap, and I I just broke it up into like four different bars each of my homies, and so we won, and they were impressed with it. It was to say no the drug rap that I wrote, and um.
0: But what I'm saying is, you know, this is not a common thing, Ab. Right? Like this is not something like every fourth grader gets to. So hip hop well, was, was
1: in seventh grade. But I mean, yeah, those, <laughs> those. But see, that was that. What, what year was that? Eighty-seven, eighty-eight. So rap was taking. We all in the same gang. Was hip hop was
0: looking for you, bro it's what was happening
1: well right. what as well when you you know what i'm saying like your destiny yeah your destiny will will, will meet you,
0: you which is I mean? a beautiful thing and and that you know how you know you're on the right path on your the, the destiny wants you in because you don't meet tons of resistance down that path like life kind of facilitates things for you you know and it does take work and effort and exercise and all that stuff but eventually if you're on the right path, you're not going to get, you're not going to be met with a lot of resistance from life. Life is gonna be good. You found it good. Now don't fuck it up. Go and, and knock and do me proud kind of thing, you know? And I think that's very much what's happened with you. You've, you've kind of, life was like, Hey, over here, pay attention, point that way. And you find a face and you just started running that way and life just let you go.
1: And that's the trip is that when you're, I mean, if you are God given talented, mm-hmm. then. Maybe sometimes you don't work as hard, you know, so it could be just as hard as having to work hard mm-hmm. to become more talented through hard work and practice, you know? So, I mean, it it goes both ways. Like, you could be raised with money and then do fuck up really bad yeah. to cause your people to disown you anyway mm-hmm. or not give you any kind of inheritance
0: mm-hmm.
1: because- you You do it with money you can't they can't trust you with it, you know what I mean, so it's not always that easy to come up with money, but then you know you come up broke, you're working hard, you're striving to get it, so you you know you're gonna be there early, you're gonna leave late, you're gonna be twice as motivated, and then maybe you 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 know you get richer than the person that just grew up with a silver spoon, mhm. So each journey comes with its own challenges. And, yeah, me was definitely pushed into this direction at a young age and just ran with it. You know what I mean? Ran with it, still doing it. <laughs>
0: it's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. So now, <clears throat> how have your travels been? Would you uh, judge them thus far? Let, let's start just as, a, as an M C. How, how have your travels been so far?
1: Well, I definitely can't complain. You know what I mean, so far good um perform like recorded in a lot of dope studios, performed on a lot of big stages, um worked with a lot of well known people, and put out a lot of music and did a lot of those shows, you know what I mean, and like made a lot of impact, and so far so good. And I'm still building on the brand and kind of like, you know, capitalizing off all that, mm-hmm. so to speak. Because, you know, it hasn't been managed in the best way. I'll I'll give it that. So there's been like a big volume of stuff, but maybe only a portion of it was managed the right way mm. or even put out there the right way. So mm-hmm. a lot of it you have to dig to find it. I Googled my name, and it was like 960,000 items on the internet. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's pretty insane, right? It's
0: pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah. Like,
1: so, um, and I mean, from my tablet, that was from my laptop. From my tablet, I Googled googled it, and it was 596,000 like pages or some Damn. shit. So, I mean, that was crazy. Yeah. So, you know, there's, there's a heavy volume of stuff that's out there. I definitely meant all of it. I meant all of it. I meant what I said. Um, And I mean, that's one thing I can hang my hat on in my career is that I can look back on the material I've put out there and be proud of it. Yeah, And and I can look back and say that I meant it. Sometimes through the journey of being an artist, people cringe at hearing their stuff from 96 mm. or from 2001 <laughs> and from 2004. Because they were going through stages more of growth and coming into their own. And they were working really hard and channeling. Um, and they were following their destiny that they chose for themselves and decided that they wanted to express themselves it that way in that way and then eventually like found themselves and on their path found a lot of people to to come along with them, you know? Yeah. Like like and be into them. But then they'll hate certain phases of their career. They'll they'll never want to do certain songs ever again and things like that and you don't think you suffer from that man 98 percent of what good, i've done good. i'm good nice i stand behind
0: 100 <laughs> percent
1: Just to rub it in your face For what it should have had A lasting fate Couldn't carry weight Each day a step closer To heaven's gate Or hell's kitchen Dependent on how you view faith Who's to say to question every move You make the lesson learned Truly we only get few mistakes Past the age of a quarter of a century It's past 25 You'll be 30 In the blink of an eye If I've learned anything It's been fatherly wisdom Family business Handed down to all of my children Never wanna do the struggle While I'm hustling now I was lucky to to not know the pain of a motherless child You're making me proud I'm wondering what you're gonna be I wanna be like you when I grow up Untainted and, and free So explain it to me, baby Show your papa to do She said walk slower, daddy Cause I'm following you Grab my hand, boo You're growing now, it won't be long Young is growing up too fast you glowing, smile, it's home sweet home and that money won't love me back If money comes, then money Not no baby He walks around Loving Tech Nile Freestyle and crazy And it all runs In the family Musically inclined Little Aaron He's doing fine He studies at Pepperdine no child left behind. bringing and Malika got they Nickelodeon shining in fully. It Turns out it's good, I won't mind. We had good old times, teaching them how to bloated in rhymes. And it's a mass man legacy. What we have is still integrity, measuring success by longevity's terms. Where destiny was something you had to earn. And a head shepherd, he protected his herd and kept his word. It's best to learn from experience. Still listen to your elders whose theories proved contested unselfish. So when you're out there on your own Youngins growing up too fast We'll hope you hear our prayers from home you know that money won't love you back Cause money comes and money's gone Stay gold I'll teach you all I know So a is a follower follower and you Do your strength of character And the substance of your conversation May you be a substantial member in the community, and I'm standing, thoughtful neighbor.
0: About what about this? What about as a black MC? Have you have you seen that been an issue? Was it never an issue because of the majority, or was it? Is it now an issue? Because in the independent, right, it's a lot. Of, it's the colors are white, white and black, right? Hispanics and Asians, you know, it's breaking in, but never really been the heavy. Even though they have been like, you know, like uh, you know living legends Asian, you know like they they, they have been present right mm-hmm. have you seen it be affecting you being black in the independent scene
1: well i mean i'm black always at all times yes yeah. <laughs> so, yeah you know what i mean in and out through and through but um i'll say this i'll say that you know if you look at american music if you look at every form of American music that came before us mm-hmm. so from you know what I mean from blues to, to jazz to rhythm and blues rock and roll all of that and you look what's happened with the brothers who started off doing it Um, there was a period in time where things were called race records and black music could be deemed that because there was big volumes of black people buying it maybe only black people were buying it and just you know speckles of of white people here and there Mm -hmm. you know what I mean um and so like I think America got to a point where that genre kind of faded out I don't know if you if you could have ever looked at hip hop music I mean it was it was labeled black music sure but i don't know if black people were ever the only ones buying hip-hop mm. that's the one unique thing about hip-hop um as opposed if,
0: to like blues where it was as opposed m- to blues jazz, soul, and, and as, as like opposed rock. to jazz and yeah. as
1: opposed to soul yeah Because even when you go back and look at the the movies, all the early movies, when you go back and look at Wild Style, you Mm. see a diversity in the culture because hip-hop came out of the art scene. Mm -hmm. And the art scene was definitely never all black.
0: Right, right.
1: So let's just start that By the way we're here at the beautiful Align Gallery Right here in Highland Park 5045 York Boulevard For those of you (laughs) that would like to come and see One of our lovely displays That is often on display We do the Music Box Theater with Sunspot Jones Of the Living Legends crew Every third Sunday of the month But yes Hip hop came out of the art scene right And um The art scene was never all black Let's just let's just get that just straight from the gate. Right. Alright. Then it came from the art scene to the the DJs. Now the DJs were black. That was cool. I heard Africa Bam. You know he was the first one figuring out because he came from Jamaica where they were broke, and they had to take electricity from the light poles to power their systems and the toasting of the of the reggae and all of that came out of dub mm-hmm. what the MC was doing for the dJ so that was cool hurricane African Band all those cats with those Caribbean roots cause you know even in, in New York, your parents are probably from the Caribbean, you know, or something like that so so. Um, that. But then you know the history of that. If you know your history, comes from Island Records, and you know the whole guy that 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 white guy that that, that founded Island Records. So I mean, in in reggae music in general was was already embraced by by the masses of people. So in a sense, hip hop came out of that mm-hmm. consciousness. Um, and yes Cool Herc and them were in the park okay yes they were in the Bronx and maybe it was majority but it was it was Puerto Ricans too yeah maybe it wasn't a whole bunch of white people but it was Puerto Ricans too when you go back and look at Wild Style that's those are Puerto Ricans bombing there you know when you go back and look at Beach Street I think Crazy Legs was up in there. I think Rock yeah, Steady, yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. was up in there too, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. the blue hoodies. Yeah. I remember, mm-hmm. I remember seeing them
0: yeah.
1: battling against Lee and his homies. And then Lee and his homies even had a couple of Puerto Rican homies. And then I think Raymond, one of the main writer, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. I mean so so, you know, if anything.
0: It's more of an economical any, thing, right? Like it, it read to more to like a uh, certain people that fit an economic standard than more of a race thing. Hip hop.
1: Well, it it came like I say, you gotta look at its origins from the art scene, which is definitely diverse, mm-hmm. to the DJ in 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 park scene and b boys, which was definitely at least black and Puerto Rican, black and Mexican over here to MCing, mm-hmm. which okay, all the MCs were black at mm-hmm. first. I'll yeah. give you that. Mm-hmm. I'll give you that. At first all the MCs were black. But see
0: even that you can but, debate. But but, even but, that but you well can well,
1: debate. well at well the ones that were yeah it was you know what I'm saying it was a couple of Puerto Ricans. Yeah. It was a couple of Puerto Ricans too. You know the that whole that whole in 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 the movie um uh, Wild Style yeah that whole basketball battle yeah. that they have. Yeah right Basically, go back and do, do, go back and look at that scene and see who's what. Yeah. Okay, cool. But I mean, I'm saying, Peachtree, Street, all these, all these early movies, um, ev- even breaking.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like,
1: like, like, uh, Ozone was, was freaking, he he was, he was something, he was, he was something Hispanic, like the girl, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, so hip hop more has always been more diverse. Yeah, there was a time where it was, like, a bunch more black people doing it. But black people are always, like, you know, doing something and then bouncing around to the next thing. We kind of get bored just doing one thing. And then what will happen is we'll, um, we we get off that, like, like we get off that blues and go into jazz. And then white people are like, damn, that this blues is great. It's just... Let's, you know, study everything about the blue. And like now they're on it. We're like, oh, we're on jazz. Then they get on jazz and we're like, oh, we're on rock and roll or we're on rhythm and blues. You know what I mean? We're on, now we're on hip hop. Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're, we're we're on disco for a second. Now we're on hip hop. Yeah,
0: disco was, we're,
1: we're, we're we're moving around. (laughs) The
0: soul train.
1: We're moving around. And, you know, because, because it's fun to move around and always be on different things. But, to actually study something and like um, haul off into it and like dedicate your life to that one particular form of culture is a whole nother thing that then turns into commerce and everything like that. And that's probably an area where, especially on the independent tip, you know, I mean, if you're not tech nine right now, mm-hmm. you know, not not a whole lot of brothers have have really figured out, you know, I give respect to like powerhouses like Hiro and, you know, I mean, there there's some brothers, you know, at Rhyme Sayers, you know what I'm saying? Don't get it twisted. But like, you know, um, as a black to answer your question, I'll say this. I will say, you know. The struggles have always been the same, just like they were for Sam Cooke, just like they were for Otis Redding, um, you know, just like they were. I mean, Rolling Stones took Otis Redding on tour. You know, they came out here, saw so him struggling. They were like, "Man, we named our band our band after one of your songs." You know, like a Rolling Stone. And they're like, they're, you know, his boy sent word to him." Uh, yeah, we want you to come over here. And it was like, cool. It it saved him. You know, it helped him. Mm -hmm. I mean, so if you, you know, live your life with the kind of person that just shows respect to people, shows love, in general, good things will come back to you. Your Rolodex will be fat. And not only will you know the people's number, but when they look down and see you calling or texting, they'll hit you back Mm -hmm. because – You've always had that love. Yeah. So I manifest like that and I don't really spend too much time thinking about the the racial aspects because I don't really feel like I've ever just been performing for black people. Mm-hmm. Maybe when I was inside the good life and it was mm-hmm. like those 50 people there yeah. or when it was packed, maybe 100 people. But when we came to unity, it was it was all kind of people there. That's what unity was all about. That's why it was called unity, you know, <laughs> and definitely when we broke into the to into the project blow, you know, the good life was sort of Muslim ran and it had that vibe to it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, like brothers, go work it out. Yeah. Me and AC definitely made a conscious decision to make the blow feel diverse and open to everybody. No censorship and just kind of like inclusive, more inclusive we We definitely had that kind of decision. that's why the project bloat is what it is today. That's why there's you know a dumbfounded and an acid brain mm-hmm. uh and a and a l scatter you know and a deucer you know and a and a no can do and a freaking bus driver you know and a and a rhetoric Ramirez. we just were all over the place. you yeah. know what I'm saying
0: mhm. I ask because like it's been such a career that you've had. that's still so continuous to like no side and end, you know what I mean? Uh, that I, I just I just needed to know if you've ever noticed that being a factor.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it's you it's marketing. It's like look at the country, you know, black people are probably like twelve percent. And like I say, our interests move around. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um like Black people in LA were super hyped on hip hop and stuff like that in the K. Day era. Also, you know the the free mediums of how most people, most of the masses, most of the blind masses, just get music is still the radio, and it's st- you know they still look at, at at certain shows that are that are promoted. Um, now, I mean, now you got YouTube and, mm-hmm. you know, people are looking all over now. So yeah. it's it's really, really, you have more power than ever now. Yeah. So that's another reason. That's another reason to feel empowered and not to feel, oh, woe is me. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I know my music appeals to all different kind of people. I can tell by all the different kind of people that have always shown up at our shows from day one. And... When we got our record deal, we got signed by white people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't get signed by black people. You know what I mean? I would have loved to have got signed to LaFace. <laughs> I would have loved to have got signed to Def Jam. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But we got our record deal from, from, from Grand Royal Capital. So man, I I had love for them white people that signed me that that took a chance on <laughs> Appreciate us.
0: Appreciate it. Yeah. You know
1: what I'm saying? So whatever the Beastie Boys crowd was, that little weird little vintage little 70s loving Scooby Doo loving crowd, yeah. that already AWOL already embodied and we did too. We grew up loving all that shit, skating and I was like, "Okay, let's let's get all them. Let's go." Like that's that's the market they got. Let's let's get it. You know, they was on the internet first. They was on all that shit. Yeah. So we benefited from being on some early projects with them. Like, I I was on a record with the Beastie Boys. It Mm -hmm. came out in France. Two volumes. But, you know, it's not about what you did. It's about what you do. It's about how you keep forging the iron will, forging ahead, eyes ahead.
0: How do you keep past experiences from spoiling getting into new experiences? Because, like and and not that i i do i do and i do and we're going to because i need to know the the before we jump directly into like battle axe right because that's that was a big it's still a big part of my life right uh, i love it it did i got i got it i got attacked because i'm a battle axe warrior i'm official and everything right but the reason that there is this stigma around it that it it, it it did not end on a good note right and maybe it's yeah i don't know if you're aware of that but there is that perspective that the way it's split up was is very much controversial from the fans' perspective. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and maybe you do, maybe we can't get into some specifics of what really happened and how it went down and how what what did that mean for abstract? Because th- dude, for for a very long time, for maybe five, six years. Battle Axe was the label where like independent hip hop was coming out of. They
1: were churning them out,
0: and dude, everyone from Prevail just being one of the LSMCs ever, right? Mm -hmm. To like Buck 50 and Mocha Only, and like Sun Doobie having, and then them covering angles, dude. Like they did not LA covering LA. We got Canada, New York. Let's let's get this mixture going, and then delivering hits at a consistent and. A standard that was higher than anything that was being pushed out. Dude, the quality that was coming out of Battleaxe was amazing for an independent label. Even on videos that were groundbreaking, like, uh, Lady Venom, I, I, when it first came out, I was like, whoa, this, he has a fake scorpion lady. Like it was the, the label to happen, right? Mm-hmm. And for fans like me to see it kind of deteriorate the way it did. And if you paid attention, it was, it was an obvious, like, after a while, I was like, what is happening here? And then one day, it just went it's, away. It's all gone. Mm-hmm. And You know, what what did that mean for Abstract when that happened? What did it mean to well, get signed first to Battle Axe?
1: Okay. Well, to get signed first to Battle Axe, you know, it felt like a dope extended venture into Canada. It felt risky in the sense that... um, It's Canada. Yeah, it's far away. <laughs> yeah and um
0: not exactly known for churning out uh MC, you know, like a hip-hop but
1: yeah but i mean it, <laughs> it 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 sprung out of just me knowing those guys from going up there touring um in the late 90s in the mid to late 90s and connecting with prev and mocha and um and match out
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um us all finding out that we were Scorpios, me, me Prev, and, and Moke, and me and Prev, within like a couple of days of each other. So that was intriguing, and um, we had conceived maybe one day doing a project, you know, like... And it did happen. And then, and then it ended up happening just like on the fly, I was in Seattle, so I was close enough to take a, you know, to catch a ride up there of some homies, you know, I don't know. I don't can't remember if I caught a bus. It just I got up there, and and just we spontaneously in a week banged out that record. We banged out seven songs in seven days. Filled up the rest of the record with like solo songs, and um and it was just like some potential that I felt we had really tapped. And to be honest, um you know, I always felt like Mocha and Prev didn't really see the full... Either they either didn't really see the full potential that they could have had in a side venture with Codename Scorpion Mm -hmm. or they were so obligated to work with Swollen, you know, with Madchild that they were never, you know, really given the opportunity or, or, or broke away to give themselves the opportunity to do that much with me. So... It ended up being a thing to where, um, you know, it was dope that we did that record and, you know, and people loved it up there. And I was always wanting us to go do a tour, a separate tour, like let's go do a code Name tour. Hell yeah. And they, they were so popping with Swollen winning two and three Junos in a row that their tour schedule was insane. And, you know, they were riding high right. on cloud nine and they were kind of like, oh, well, well, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. And then, um, you know, Mad Child wasn't the best bookkeeper. Let's mm-hmm. just keep it real. So when it when we got sound scan numbers back and we're seeing that we were actually, you know, selling some records, we were like, Well, what's up with, you know, some royalties? And it was like pulling teeth to get those. Mm-hmm. And once we worked it out and we went into the second record, um, I thought that everything was going to be on track Mm -hmm. and he, he kind of sold it like, man, I'm, I'm putting this together. But I think he was dealing with a lot of things as you see how his, his life sort of devolved and then re-evolved, but he, he went through some lows. So I think anytime you're dealing with that, just many personal demons and you're, you're fighting through all of that, it's going to be hard to run a company and I mean, he was—he was just off the street. He had never done it before, so I don't know why we would have expected that um, he could have just kept pulling it off to the point where it would have worked out for everybody.
0: Well, because that's what he said. I'm sure, right?
1: But that's but, why but, you
0: believed him because he said he was going to—he he said, said he was going to do it. Right.
1: But but then when you come to find out person was you know was battling drug addiction and it got really bad yeah then you're like oh okay now i get it so at that point it was just like well let me cut bait and you know take my product and get all of my homies product that i that i took through here and we we took it all through alpha pup distribution and it was like all good i just i you know i tried to make good with it from that point and to be honest was was bitter for for some time mainly just at him Mm -hmm. um just because I felt like man such potential squander like you're saying but it was when you look at it in in the in the frame of history like it was a hell of a run the music will exist forever I'm going up to Canada you know I'm starting my Canada tour the day after tomorrow and I'm gonna I'm gonna relive my verses on those songs at least if, if I'm in Vancouver, hopefully those guys show up. There's been times um, in the years since all that that I've played up there and at least one of them will show up, you know, and we'll, and we'll rock something off Codename or something like that. So it's all love. I mean, we almost flirted with coming back together, um, doing a new Codename Scorpion album mm-hmm. a few years back. And we recorded like three songs that I actually have, mm-hmm. I, I recently listened to them and they are super dope. I know I was, I was taken off on that shit. You gotta, was, li- you gotta let me hear them though. I'll, I'll, you I'll let you hear, let hear. I'll, <laughs> I'll, You know what? I'll let you I'll hear I'll empty out
0: my pocket so you know there's no recording <laughs> devices on me and you gotta let me hear Do You know I would flip out. Hey, we
1: gonna, we gonna, when we when we start this other show, I'm gonna flip uh, around and, and just leak one. Like, well, why not? And,
0: and we'll save the news to the end of this show because I want people to, but listen to the end of the episode because me and Abstract have, have a big announcement oh, that yeah. I know my audience is going to go crazy over, mm-hmm. right? And I know that abstracts fans and hip-hop in general is going to respond to it in a way that I don't think has ever been done before. I think it's important. So stick around till the very end of the show. We got an announcement for you guys. More questions because I, I got to know, okay? I got to know. So have you spoken to Mad since then?
1: You know what? I have not. Mm-hmm. Since the initial blow-up. Of me because see here's what happened. Like I was rolling with with Hyro uh pretty much management, you know, at the time. So this is circa like 03 My new album Showtime is out. Paint is still selling. So I'm kinda like, okay. And we, we, we stipulate you know, I got my attorney and we stipulated paperwork before we went into the wow. next album. And the paperwork we stipulated was also payment periods wow. for accounting. And mind you, this was spread out. This was like yeah. you got three months within six months, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then we, we'd wait three months past that, and you're still not even contacting us. And we're like, well, man, we can see that we've sold some more units, so mm-hmm. can we, you know, that, that little, that little like.
0: Did they ever get to a legal point? Well, you wanted to take well, legal action. Well, it or? was
1: like this. It was like this. I had already, you know, I had paid my attorney, got him to negotiate the deal for me, and it was pretty much like he still wasn't honoring the contract. Damn. So what can you do at that point? I mean, the money you're suing for isn't that much. Four to ten thousand dollars. But that could actually help your life, right. you know, down here in LA. The cost of living is kind of high. Yeah. Right? And Four to
0: ten for an independent artist is means a lot. Means and, a lot, and I'm sure you're not just talking about the financial things. Also, the hey, I worked. Where's my the money? Principalities like, the involved, Smokey. It's, Smoky, it's yeah. principalities <laughs> involved. That nest. Okay. I find it hard to believe. Not, not, I'm not saying you're lying, but I find it hard to understand that now him living in L.A. for the last couple of years, you haven't ran into each other. There hasn't been like a like a like hey well he was here just not that long ago or you know now i'm sure you haven't been trying to avoid him or or has it been just because you know what man i don't want to deal with it i don't want to revisit that
1: well you know what i haven't got booked at any shows that he's been on Mm -hmm. and he has and vice versa and
0: mutual acquaintances I, I,
1: i actually reached that like we we were talking via like Uh, A close friend of mine up there in Canada. Yeah. um, A booking agent homie. And he's tried to commandeer some talks before. And, um, you know, I've, I've, like, spoken my piece or whatever, like, in emails or whatever. But, you know, there was that principality point, I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, back Mm -hmm. in the day where I was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where I was like, if you don't have my money. Oh my butt. Mm, I would come over there. You know what mm, I mean? Like, you're it with that, my emotions, type there, shit. There, there was that point, right? And you know, I felt, I felt like, man, after the lawyer and everything, because then at that point, I'm like, well, then why have you even got the lawyer? You know? And then I'm like, of course, get a lawyer. You know, it's fundamental. But I'm just like, okay. So basically, you're just telling me you just don't give a mad fuck, yeah. like mad child don't give a mad fuck about me it's how it felt but i don't want to come off like i'm crying about shit that happened years ago because there's certain statute of limitations on on certain shit and like i said it's water under the bridge yeah i took my records back kept it moving dope but it's for the, you know i do feel bad for the fan i i wish one i'll put it out there i wish that me prev and Moke and rob the viking mm. Along with some other beats, we'll hook back up and do another one like yeah. we tried to do. But do it on our own. And if it's somebody out there that wants to fuck with it, you know what I'm saying? Get with us and we can we could put the shit together and come hard like how Starterhouse did. Or like how when LP and 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 Killer Mike just got together. Yeah. Like we we could come back and really like do this shit hard. A little bit of budget behind it where we can just record it the right way, mix it really fat and and have some tight videos for it. And we go on a fucking world tour. Mm-hmm. And I think now would be the perfect time. And the fans would eat it up. I just dropped my solo record. I, I heard mo Mocha's always doing new
0: stuff. Mocha has, be, has to be one of the most... Prolific. Prolific. I mean, the albums that he attained in like three years. Like the albums that he put, it's gotta be it, to to the date he has now. There has to be some kind of world record. Like there has to be like a Guinness record of like Mocha only the the world's most albums ever made in a career or something Man, like that, right? He
1: never lie. <laughs> he will put out an album a week.
0: It is insane. Sometimes. It is insane. So, uh, before I ask like the obvious question, which would be, um. Why not through rhymes, through Rhymes series, right? I need to know how that came about. So Mocha Mocha has now left Battle Axe, that adventure's gone. And then for for a while, you were ind- you were re- you were independent, solo, unsigned, if I understand correctly, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, sort of.
0: When did it come up to like like Slug had interest in it?
1: Well, actually, I was never unsigned. I I, I was working with Battle Axe mm-hmm. and on that tour for that Showtime record, I get to Minneapolis. And that's what sales got at me, because from a retail perspective, they could tell that shit was going haywire up there. Mm. They're yeah. like, first of all,
0: but that's a very young slug, though. I mean, as a record, as a slug, record, really, label head, slug, slug really
1: had nothing to do with it. I'm sure S- Sadiq mm-hmm. is the is the head A yeah. and R and kind of like mm-hmm. visionary for for what the projects that they're bringing to the table up mm-hmm. there. Um, Sadiq. yeah. So he was the one that I was dealing with right he's the one that pulled that approached me and first asked me had i ever heard of vitamin first he's he was like what's going on with battle axe yeah and just just sort of just asking me like because they could tell from a retail perspective like i said that things weren't right
0: did you know sadiq how you met sadiq was there i
1: knew him i knew him um I had met him, like, I sort of knew him through the grapevine. Sure, Let's sure. just put it that way. I was really close friends with Idea, Peace Be Upon Him, and, and Slug. Yeah. And so from, so through the closeness of that, like, they were on my album. They were on the Paint record, mm-hmm. you know, sort of before the mushroom cloud mm. happened, right? So there was that. So so um, they have my record in their store. I remember Slug telling me that he could always sell that record because they were on it too and mm-hmm. like yeah we're on this one so you know there was some history there yeah. from that from the song frisbee and um you know they told me he he revealed to me that a big reason why they even fuck with battle like shit was because of my stuff on there me being on there yeah you know and they're like maybe a couple other things but you know
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then they're like we got the single three to four months after the album came out. And then we still haven't even seen the video. Mm. So they were like, they did the math. They did the math. And they were like, they're not valuing him. And we'd rather have him right. straight up. Mm-hmm. So then he hit me to the whole vitamin D idea. That was their idea to, to come in and have vitamin D do production, which at first I was like, eh, but then I heard his stuff. I was like, okay, figured it was something I could knock out really quick and then move on to another ATU record. As it stood, that shit took forever because scheduling. He's in Seattle. I'm in LA. I'm still trying to tour to make money to live. We had, we hadn't really just exchanged advance money right off yeah. the gate. It was sort of like, well, let's see what we could work on. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you're trying to fill like, it out. You're trying to keep a stiff upper lip. But like I I was you know and I'm not getting my royalties from Battleaxe, <sighs> so I'm I'm still having to be out there grinding. You know this is LA. So uh eventually, after about a six month period, um I had all these songs written in Vidas Beats, and then we went up and just started recording so o five oh six o seven ended up just being this three year spaced out process of me going up there so that we could basically say that we did the record together mm. and so that it could feel organic mm. and in the end. It got delayed and coming out in 08 when i went on tour with atmosphere and brother ali i did probably a hundred shows with both of them and then we missed putting the record out because like just complications happened with the single right ended up selling the beat we picked a red man and that set everything back we came up with different plans but I said, I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to get frustrated. I'm going to see this thing through. So by Cinco de Mayo '09, it came out. I was happy it came out. We had a proper little viral campaign to go with the videos we had. So I saw it all the way through and definitely got some Midwest exposure and, you know, Still cool with those guys like Slug and Ali are on my record. Blueprint Psalm One Musab mm. are on my record. So
0: heavyweight.
1: You never know. I mean, maybe down the line I'll end up doing another record with them. We still fam, no matter what. There was no bad blood when I left Rhymesayers the way it was, and and I mean I didn't leave Rhymesayers. It's just this new album they passed on it. I mean I didn't like. I didn't we like, sent I, them for that? I, I I I've I've hit Sadiq up with it, you know. I sent it to him, but I didn't send him once once it got to the point where I felt like, okay, he's not so into it I just was like, Okay, I'ma do this one, I'm gonna do this one for me and you know, Daddy Kev had been building with me like you need to, you know, build on your own label anyway. So it just felt really right to, like, step out on my own on this one. Yeah. And um, this one took a while. I mean, I started in, like, 2011, to be honest. Wow. And just sessions here and there. I wanted it to be a feel record. So everything had to feel right, you know, and the vibes had to feel right in the studio. And I didn't try to bite off more than I could chew just because I had a session. If I didn't finish the song, oh, well, I'll come back and finish it. And I freestyled a lot of the stuff and listened back, and it was like, "Oh, I like that part, okay, punch me in right here mm. and then freestyled from there, and you know, I got witnesses to all this stuff, like my boy Rasville Remedy Biz One they were right there with me, kind of musing through it with me, and um just and I was building up the the label keep the feel which we always had as an imprint but just to do sort of like digital reissues like mm-hmm. the paint the mm-hmm. showtime and all that mm-hmm. stuff that was on battleaxe and yeah once daddy Kev just put that idea in my head like you need to be out here trying to develop some of this young talent sure you're a legacy artist you're you're, and he said that he told me that he's like you're a legacy artist i'm like hmm. so it was like keep the feel legacy of hip-hop soul is the name of my new record and just to like put it out there like that it's the name of the label. It's the movement, um, and it's always been. Fat Jack said it on our first record, movie Pieces." He said, "We don't say keep the real, keep it real. We say keep the feel." Mm. So, it is as it was, as it always shall be with me. And um, you know, I'm, I'm to a point with the battle axe thing. I told you know I told you some details. I mean, you asked, and it's the truth. Yeah, but. I'm I'm good with it. I mean, even like like Mad Child had, you know. I mean, for the most part, you could just say it. I mean, he's been ducking me, and I don't know why, because I ain't like the big bad wolf. But I guess that's a testimony of how you know just like heated things got at a certain point over business. But it's business, never personal in the end. And I I got love. Hopefully, me, Prev, Mad and rob like i say could reconvene one day make the make the code name too Mm. and as far as rhyme sayers goes be looking out for uh a video i'm gonna be dropping later this year with me slug and brother ali uh for the song called the solution off my new album so man keeping it moving you know what i mean just like i'm the ambassador of independent hip-hop you know um, I got I got I got heads and all the crews, I, you know, I stay cool with with all the crews and I have all through the years, the legends, the high rose, the quantums.
0: And that speaks to rhyme sayers. to your personality and it speaks to your character, I think, where you're allowed to do because that's not that, that's not always looked upon in a good light. That fact that you're you kind of mingle in all these crews all the time you know especially in hip-hop it's real like well are you with them or are you with me what's happening but right. no but right. You, right. You, but you build this this kind of persona and character around you where people are like dude abs is gonna do abs and he's gonna do it the way he's gonna do it and of course we'll be more than happy to have you on and do and do project and do this and do that and, and we'll be please you know we'd be happy to be included in that list you know um and th- again that's why it's been such a pleasure to like see you grow as an artist to like follow your career and be able to boom 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 and oh the oldest thing on here is two months bro like he has not forgotten he has not let out boom there it is you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so uh when i started doing when i dude, so i spent a lot of time on youtube and looking at stuff and i'm just so happy to see like you're happy to see artists that you that grew up with you because you follow them doing good and you're like, yes, that's what's up. I saw, I heard an acrobatic song on a, a UFC uh, video game. And when I heard it, uh, acrobat, I was like, whoa, shit, acrobatic. You know what? I got heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> so then I hit him up. I hit him up just on that base, like, dude, I heard your song. I tweeted him. Shit's dope. From there on, we got a friendship going. Acrobatic was on the show not that long ago. Mm. so like to me it was like dude there is so the acro's still going still doing it he's dope in the same caliber man same dude okay we gotta get into some segments because my my audience is gonna wanna know a couple things directly All right, that I know they've always wanted to know and this is what we talked about we have segment this is segment number one hit me with it I need abstract abstract roots top five musical influences of all time the top five
1: that's easy okay Number one, Michael Jackson. Mm. Number two, Jimmy Hendrix.
0: Mm.
1: Number three, I would say Prince. I would definitely say Prince. We geeked out on Prince. Just he's just a musical genius. Now, number four. I would say Bob Marley As when I first heard Bob Marley that just you know I fell in love with reggae and just wanted to have locks and connect with everything he was doing and believe it or not number five I'm gonna go with Jim Morrison
0: no nice
1: just because when I saw The Doors that was like that was breaking free. That was breaking free. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Let me hit that when y'all can. It's the That was. Of- that was. That was breaking free. Like <laughs> Fat Jack showed me. Yeah. Showed me. Um. The doors. You know. And um. That was definitely like the last piece because I was already sort of like on some shit like that. And, and i was like wow and just to see him it's just a vocalist he was he didn't have an instrument he was just out there in front like a vocalist you know what i'm saying and uh, here i'll give it back to you but yeah those five and i mean i start with michael jackson because the dancing the jackson vibe the singing the whole package everything just the showmanship and then you know second. Jimmy Hendrix. Or Jimmy Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix. Hendrix, Hendrix yeah. Because when we when we ran into him, we tried to imitate you know, Zulu tried to imitate every movement he made. We listened to his music and danced to his music. Zulu so still much. dances,
0: right? He still dances for your shows?
1: Yes, yes. Travis <laughs> still on that,
0: dude. It's such a beautiful thing to see him um, kind of groove to your lyrics too, dog. Like I've seen, I've seen many an uh, Abstract show. I saw one of the events you did with you had, Merce, I believe you had, Slug, you in L.A. somewhere. I don't remember where. Wow, in a theater somewhere.
1: Oh, uh, okay, that was probably a basement record show then. I, I the was Grand there. Theater, uh,
0: yeah, I was there with a date right this before i met my wife i was there with a date and she i'm like look i got some tickets let's go see it she's like yeah and that about just seeing him groove to your dancing like he was like so into it like he's just vibing it was like such a beautiful thing to see that vibe happen i'm like you don't see that i told her you don't see that that's what i'm talking about that's why we're here for this kind of stuff
1: so see and then i mean so yeah michael jackson prince Jimi hendrix inspired a lot of that and um yeah and then so after that bob marley was definitely where we got our mm. our reggae and just like dread influence then we got deeper into it as far as all the Wailers and and then we found you know lee scratch perry jimmy cliff bigger Than our heart mm. they fall the movie rockers and just dug deeper and deeper israel vibrations culture you know what i mean and it, um just got to a point still pulse and we were just like oh man we are filling this culture and everything that they are about
0: and the doors fit right in and, and, and right the, there
1: the doors was that piece that so all, those first four yeah was before we met fat jack mm. that's that's sort of what i was on and you know i would say i would say motown in general just all of Motown. I look at Michael Jackson as separate, but all of Motown would have, could have been considered a fifth prior to meeting Fat Jack. Then after meeting Fat Jack, and he hit me to the doors and Jim Morrison, it was just like, wow. Okay, yep, that was that final piece of abstraction and tuning into just like the feelings that you get from the music and just like the journey that you could let yourself go on um yeah albeit drug-induced or not (laughs) (laughs) but but you know even though i wasn't like on all the drugs i still tuned into the energy the the energy like of what he was coming with
0: so your top five are good i like your top five that's
1: that's my top five music you
0: know what's more interesting to me than your top five though what's that your bottom five because your bottom five would really give me, let me know what standard you hold your music to. You know what I'm saying? So I need abstract roots, bottom five. Just like, dude, <laughs> dirt my dirt five.
1: Mmm, my bottom five. Okay. Well, if you're going to keep it like that, I would say my bottom five would be... And when you say bottom five, you just mean like you know, like who's towards the bottom of the list, <laughs> like that, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Who's towards the bottom of the list, in
0: your opinion? <laughs>
1: okay, okay. In my opinion, well, I mean, you know, I'll give it up. I'll give it up for freestyle fellowship in general, and 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 that includes the urban. I mean, uh, underground railroad, because they they brought me to wanting to explore more jazz.
0: Whoa, 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 hold on, because uh, the audience has a very direct perspective of what the bottom five is, and I don't want them to be any mixture. So, your bottom okay. five would be like your, like, dirt, your, you, what you consider to be junk, dirt. Oh, what no I consider bueno. to be
1: junk, yeah. Oh, my yeah,
0: bad. I don't want to be like, oh, I yeah, project blow, be like, whoa, I whoa, I thought you meant, I
1: thought <laughs> you meant like took closer down more, no, like, because no, no, those no. top five. Set the mold and then there's other ones then that then come in and they need like things. But okay. okay, You're garbage. Oh garbage. You're garbage. Okay. Um, okay. My worst bottom five. And let me really think about this.
0: (laughs) And I ask everyone. I swear, I'm not putting you on the spot or nothing.
1: Okay. I understand. I understand. Um I'm going to say, damn, it's hard to just think about blasting somebody like that.
0: <laughs> it's just in your opinion. You know what I'm saying? You're just not. Like a, like Wax said it very well. He goes, look, I'm just not feeling them. I, just don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Who don't you get, Abstract Rude? All
1: right. Um, damn, see, I, I try not to pay attention to who I don't get. <laughs> <clears throat> but, um. I was not the biggest fan of, let's say, oh, man, this is a hard question for me, man. Fuck, you're making me, I have to, like, what's the thought of this? I'm, like, (laughs) thinking too much about what I'm going to say and who I'm going to possibly diss. I'm trying to think of names that, like... (laughs) <laughs> will be easy to say and I that mean, won't
0: have any repercussions to it you mean
1: i will not have any the, repercussions i'll oh, take them dog i mean okay i remember not being the hugest fan of just all the playstation sort of rap when it came out <laughs> i don't want man you put me on the spot <laughs> this 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 is a hard question like does everybody answer this everyone Everybody or
0: or you don't it's okay okay you, okay like, okay
1: I got a bottom five <laughs> I got a bottom five there we go number one all the way around you Let's number me. one Tim Dog <laughs> fuck Tim Dog Tim Dog was dissing Compton yeah and he never even made nothing tight mm-hmm. so Tim Dog was whack to me um pretty much uh everything disco. I was glad when they when they when 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 the that football game did the 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 kill disco thing at halftime and everybody got in free that or for a dollar that brought a disco record and they put them all in the middle of the field and just blew all them shits (laughs) up. So I mean anything. So
0: disco. Anything disco.
1: Anything disco. Um, you could just you could just throw that out. Let's see. Honestly, um. I wasn't the biggest fan of all that, like you know, all that like Cubert rap shit. You know, like like um, you know, like I got the power. You know what I mean? And that that type of shit. It was like cool, but when that would come on, I was like, uh, like the Dream
0: Team type shit.
1: Yeah, CC and the Music Factory. Yeah. You know, Us 3, you know, that type of rap, I was never really feeling. I was always like, oh, let's go on to the next video. Mm-hmm. So so I'll, I'll, I'll throw that whole, like, John, though I'm not going to diss P.M. Don. I actually thought P.M. Don was dope. Yeah. Because I actually thought P.M. Don has some technique.
0: We actually had just talked about P.M. Don uh, yesterday. There was a lot of controversy around P.M. Don yesterday because uh, uh, Pigeon John brought him up. And listen to the episode, people. You know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna dis. I'm not gonna dis PM Dom. I'm not gonna dis Vanilla Ice. Yeah, those yeah. two. Are, those two are very easy to throw out. Uh, I'm not gonna throw them out. Um, yeah, man. I think I said five. Like, that's good I, enough. I, I threw. I threw five in there, man. <laughs> Shit, making me dis people is hard. Duh, like, I mean, you know what? But I'll say this: for the most part, turn on what Power 106 is playing for for most of the day and I don't like a lot of it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's but
0: it's a shame at this point.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't like a lot of it and just the the intent behind it and just the fact that they're only playing this handful of yeah. that. It would be cool if they spaced it out and threw some other stuff in there kind of like when you listen to the radio in Europe, you're listening to the radio in the UK, you know, it's um it's a lot more diverse mm. and um it's crazy we'll we'll get more spins places away from america but i guess it's cuz you know we're exotic or yeah. whatever but then dj is to tell us you know our shit doesn't bump but then we'll get playing clubs you know somewhere else mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. just different strokes for different folks yeah,
0: it's not as available over there you know it says that it is here in la you can go 20 different shows on 20 different nights and it's blah 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 in australia you can't do that so that's when that's why they still hold it so dear and they love it and they support it it is the merch is crazy you know that's why you know dude that's what's up i'm with it <laughs>
1: I can't resist it for the. Should have hoped it tight Turn on my clutches Instead of just letting it go I'd have been wrong before But the fact it wasn't that long ago I even hit the bottom low but that was just part of my growth My heart's always broken I guess I'm starting over And now my battered soul Is going back through the motions i just have of a whole. Once I had no control I was breaking my oath It was happening over and over again That wasn't gold So I had to take hold Sad how it goes When you don't even know to begin It starts with me, I must admit I've been a problem can't quit. they spend my time complaining to no benefit, but now nah. making a contribution, so that makes me solution. the solution. It starts with me. I must admit, but still I can't quit. I spend my time complaining to no benefit, but now nah. making a contribution, so that makes me the solution. Me now, are you ready to? Phoenix wing around its offspring pop sings songs of optimism 1972 caught the rhythm of a heartbeat
0: lost the change in a car seat aiming at the mirror but still blames the party as if everybody's listening wrong it's the vision I've drawn of this impossible
1: mission I'm on I ain't like the rest of the scene I'm not swimming in a stream
0: of synthetic wet dreams, no, I work hard keep everything clean cause the needle still stings when the pendulum swings, yes, I'm Trying to do my best,
1: I'm not the best, though I do it to my death, I'll never let go A student of the revolution, we put the salute on the solution It starts with me, I must admit I've been a problem. But still I can't quit You Can spend my time complaining to no benefit But now I'm making a contribution So that makes the me the solution, solution. But for me, I must admit, I've been arriving, but uh, still I can't quit. No. Spend my time complaining to no benefit, but nah, uh, making a contribution so that miss me so a- I, I, I was raised on the doctrine of the honorable Elijah Muhammad. Do what you gotta do to be profitable. Ain't nobody stopping you, but ain't nobody trying to plant your seeds and water too. That's your cool and starving, who gotta harvest that garden? You. Meaning me, it became easy to see I'm the one, gotta put my life the way I'm supposed to be And it might seem kind of cliche, but hey, truth be that way Those that don't, no need to hear, so those that do, no need to say You can quote them slogans over and over Till you overdose and coasting through life Until you slam into that wall Then bang, then it click That truth is an upper lip Chilling right there under your nose Until one day you come to grips As long as the world been revolving If I'm still groveling, then the same problem Wherever I walk, it's probably not none of y'all But obviously some flaw that I ignore but got to see. And who got to solve it? Me, brother Ali. leave. starts with me, I must admit. I've been a problem. But still I can't quit. Just spend my time complaining to no benefit. But now making a contribution so that makes me a solution. For me, I must admit I've been the problem still I can't quit um, spend my time Complaining to no benefit But now uh, Making a contribution So that the makes me solution. a solution Call me down. now If you ready to do more Than just talk Walk with me Be the, the solution Offer critical thought For you Be the solution Everyone is involved After all We're only human I've, I've been it. the problem You've been the problem And now we're the
0: solution <laughs> Before we end the show I got one last segment And this is the key signature of the show, okay? All right. So the way it works is, we're going to do something I like to call 12 rounds.
1: 12 rounds.
0: I'm going to ask you 12 questions, each more difficult than the last. Mm. You answer all 12 questions honestly, you're the champion, you walk away with the belt. Okay. And this time, because you are on the wish list, there's an actual belt that you win.
1: Mm. This right here. Oh okay. shit. That's Let it. Me right hold the belt. Is this a maze mixtape belt? <laughs>
0: How did y- May, shout out to May? She's gonna flip out that you shout said that. Out,
1: shout out to May. <laughs> She's Next one day. of our
0: sponsors.
1: Okay. And
0: uh, regardless, you'll get it. But uh because you're on the wish list, that's what they were made for. So that's that's for Much you. Love. Man. Please, man. Please, it'd be an honor. So uh twelve rounds. Okay. Each more difficult than the last. You answer all 12 questions. Honestly, you're the champion, you get the bill. If you cannot answer the question. Or you will not answer the question. You will be knocked out. I'm the champion. And I get those glasses you're wearing.
1: Oh, snap.
0: Boom. Are you <laughs> you wanted to play 12 rounds. Abstract route.
1: Hey, let's do it. Let's yeah. play 12 rounds.
0: That's what's up. <clears throat> Round number one. Ding. Simply. Yeah. There, there's usually a, a girl here and it goes ding, ding. It's very cute. but okay. She's not here with you. Okay. <laughs> what is your favorite part about your craft?
1: My favorite part about my craft is being able to just tell it like I see it like it is and to put together different patterns that make sense with the complete thought that I'm conveying. That still geeks me out to this day and when I listen to another MC that's the thing that I'm enjoying the most.
0: Like there, round number two. What is your least favorite part about your craft?
1: The least favorite part about my craft would be the fact that you know downloads you know existed and 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 you know how technology basically I guess caught up to it and then turned it into something that wasn't as heralded. As it used to be. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it's 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 more competition swimming around out there. But, hey, you know, bring it on. Bring it on. You still got to drudge through it. You got to deal with those swells, with those highs and lows. But that would be the least favorite part.
0: Round number three. If you could collaborate with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Mm.
1: I would definitely have to say Sade.
0: Mm.
1: Just because, man, can we be in the same room? (laughs) I would love to collaborate with Sade. Her beautiful voice and and me trying to match something with her to just sound super dope and sexy, you know, but, like, like still something that can, like, get people grooving on the dance floor.
0: Yeah. Okay. Round number four. What are you most proud of?
1: I am most proud of my daughter, honestly, just to see her grow. She's six years old now. And, you know, she's easily the best thing I ever did. So it's a challenge to just live my life with purpose and reach success so that she can realize her dreams. Yeah. You know,
0: round number five. What are you least proud of?
1: I'm least proud of the not success that i you know that I've achieved thus far the mm. the you know financial instability um that I experience from time to time. I'm the least proud of that and i mean that's that's what any independent artist would probably be the least proud of, mm-hmm. but that's something that you can change by going forward so I'm grateful that the thing I am the least proud of is something that I can change going forward
0: Mm. round number six what is your biggest fear
1: my biggest fear is leaving here and not leaving enough for my daughter you know what I mean so the thing I'm the most proud of is is like not, not being you know not being able to provide for her um we recently lost her grandparents, you know, on mm-hmm. her mom's side. And you know, they were relatively young, you know, for grandparents. So that was a scary thing that brought things into reality. You know, peace be upon both of them. Um, so as with any parent, you know, you just want to make sure you're doing enough for your child.
0: Round number seven. <clears throat> Who would you take a bullet for
1: Man, I I hate to make this whole thing about my daughter. I mean yeah. almost no, every hey, question. But that, that's
0: a beautiful thing. I would, I would
1: I would I would I would I would take a bullet for her for nice. sure. And I mean it makes me cringe at this point when I hear about, you know, bad things happening to kids. Yeah. Happening yeah. to kids and things like that. Um you know, I feel like I would take a um I feel like I would take a bullet for anyone who I was with you know I feel like I could I could jump in front of somebody with a gun um you know if I if I knew the person with the gun you know what I'm saying mm. so like if I if I really knew the person with the gun and it's happened before I feel like so in a sense I feel like I could take a bullet from them because I don't think they could shoot me so I'm not afraid to jump in front of that gun. Mm. So that's that's just like taking a bullet, it's heavy, but, it's heavy. you know. But as far as really thinking about that bullet piercing my skin, yeah. you know, and diving in front of somebody, that's <sighs> that's, that's that's, that's going to be your kid first, <laughs> your mom second, yeah. your you know my sister right, right, right. third, nephew, niece. It sort of goes down in that order.
0: I like that. Okay, round number eight. Who would you let that bullet hit? Ooh. I'm not saying abstract shoot someone. It's not what I'm saying at all. But you're not gonna dive in front of dude, or you know, it's like, well, you fuck, bad luck, bro. You move on. Like, who would you let? Who would you just let that bullet hit?
1: Well, I'll tell you this. You know, I could think of some cops <laughs> who killed some kids yeah. recently in cold blood, killed yeah. some people. I wouldn't be trying to save them. Um. You know, especially if it was somebody coming back for for payback for what they did, I'd be like, "Whoa, mm, he mm. did that." Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, you know, there's like, you know, uh, whoever whoever consciously um made the decision to take hip hop um and, and sort of like take away its chances to flourish, yeah. In the mainstream mm-hmm. which i feel like was like a conscious decision you know and you know you hear rumors about that and the prison industrial complex and that whole thing yeah so if those people really exist if there really is a master mind behind that plan then like yeah i'm not getting out the way of them
0: <laughs> all right i like that round number nine <clears throat> who is it nine? yes round number nine who would you never work with for round or not like ever work with mm.
1: um what's the girl who goes crazy and sticks her tongue out and
0: Miley Miley Cyrus
1: I guess Miley Cyrus
0: you would never work with Miley Cyrus I mean I
1: don't think abstract rude and Miley Cyrus is, is in the same lane she
0: calls you a ab i got shot on the hook right
1: i mean i would be really <laughs> surprised if that were to happen like i can pretty much guarantee i
0: found an old jimmy hendrix riff <laughs> and we made a beat uh jay dilla made a beat you me ab right now let's do man, this
1: man jimmy hendrix would roll over in his grave <laughs> and dilla would roll the other way <laughs> if that were to go down i think <laughs> i mean look i'm 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 not allergic to to you know success yeah, and, yeah. and money and you'd be surprised at people to come calling you know when you do get fame i know how that works but but, but someone like that just doesn't match with my brand right. sort of thing um but i mean just just me i mean what i from a, from a label perspective you know not encourage one of my artists to work with somebody like that if they wanted to if it fit the concept. You know, mm-hmm. I could see it from a different angle with that hat on. But that's the thing about starting off on a certain foot. You know, you start off on a certain foot. You made your bed as this. It's abstract. Root. It's mm-hmm. this kind of artist. Mm-hmm. And though I'm not pigeonholed into one box. I can do a lot of diverse things. Molly
0: Cyrus might not fit.
1: That's that's not gonna be, that's not gonna end up being <laughs> one of them.
0: Right, right, right. You know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah.
1: I sooner like I told you, I'd sooner try to go after like Shadé or yeah. you know, the or Mystic before mm. I'd even you know try to mess with her. Jill Scott, just because I think we can make something that would that would be way more like in my lane and would and would like touch a lot of people the right way. Yeah. yeah. The way. The way I like for music, you know, to be used.
0: That's what's Um,
1: up. Yeah.
0: I respect that. I respect that. I like that answer. Last three. Ten. Round ten. Do you believe in God?
1: Of course I believe in God.
0: What does that mean for abstract root?
1: You know, I mean, I was raised a Christian. I still am Christian because I felt like that question you asked earlier, would I take a bullet for um, I could take like when you, if you're faced with that situation, whoever you pray to, that's really what you are. Mm. And people like to be raised a certain way and then say, oh no, I'm not that no more when that gun's not pointed at them. Mm. But then when the heat is on, they're like, oh Lord Jesus, oh, please help me. Or all oh, they praying to the saints, you know, cause they Catholic or they praying to this. Oh, but I thought you wasn't that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you the kind of dude that you're a fair weather friend. You're a fair weather believer. You, as long as the heat ain't on, oh
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, well, well, you know, I might, I might think something else. I might yeah. think a little differently, right. But when the wolves come calling, oh Lord,
0: please, God, please don't let it happen. Right, right, right.
1: Come on now, right. now you now that's that. And you pride think yourself on not being that. Think about yourself as a friend. You know, think about yourself as a friend. Do you mm-hmm. let your friend slide by like that? You, mm-hmm. you'll talk about the homies like he ain't the real homie. Right, right. I was there. I helped him move, uh-huh. and all I had to do was move a little sofa from upstairs <laughs> into my truck, and, and this he wouldn't fool do wouldn't it. even come uh-huh. by and do it. Yeah, fuck this fool. Yeah, right now, do I pride myself? I do. I do. I fall short of that. Oh, I have fallen short. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of the glory of the Lord, all, all have fallen short, right? Um, but do I pride myself in? Do I pride myself in saying that I still am a Christian? Yes, because I could not feel good about relying on that mm. in more of a time of need,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Yeah, I cannot feel that good about that if right now. And I mean, look, I got plenty of things to pray about right now, Yeah. right? But not as many things as if shots ring out. No, you can't You yeah. can't have it both ways, yeah. you know what I mean? So does abstract rule believe in God? Yes. Um, am I on the soapbox? You know, am I in church every Sunday lighting the candles? No, but... You know, I, I go to the big things. I go to the Easters, the, the Christmas programs. Mm-hmm. You know, I take my daughter to vacation Bible school. I try to go when I can. I should go more. You know, I could admit all of my shortcomings, like within my faith. And there's, there's a lot of like contradictions and duality and life all around. But then no one sin is greater than all the other sins and all those different things. And at the end of the day, it's a personal relationship that you have, you know, with with the creator. And um, you know, all of us gotta personally deal with that. Mm. You know, we can we can aid in each other's development and spiritual growth when we come together and things like that. That's why we shouldn't forsake ourselves the union of coming together. But at the end of the day, it's still a personal relationship that, you know, we all have to, like, make right within ourselves and find within ourselves, you know, and it's a consciousness within ourselves. It's a it's a it's a God uh, within ourselves. You know, what I mean, we are we are within the essence. The essence is us. And so it's like tuning into that and knowing that at the same time for me on a daily walk. But, um, if you ask me that question, you know what I mean, there's no way i could I could say there's a way that I could say I have you know experienced and come across you know other knowledge, and i have I have studied other things, plenty of other things, yeah, you know what I mean, read tons of stuff and heard tons of stuff by tons of scholars, gurus uh ghetto philosophers and you know come what may um and I've you, taken, always, you I've, come
0: back to the Christianity
1: though. well I've taken all this into account but when the heat is on I don't I don't call on any of those things <laughs> that they talked about. Yeah. You see yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. When my heart drops Yeah yeah in a situation. Yeah I'm not thinking about you know, the Kabbalah verse page, I, I, dot, whatever.
0: Your instincts take you back to the God that you know.
1: Yeah, I'm take not thinking back. about the fact that the alphabet we're speaking is a bastard language. And if you really break it yeah. down, this ain't really that. <laughs> and really that, yeah. you know, I'm not thinking in that moment that right, right, right. I'm really sovereign in that eh, That I should take back my social security number. Right, right. And, you know, I'm not thinking in that moment that, you know, about about some verse written, you know, in another language. uh Me personally, you see what I'm saying? Now, some people would argue that's because you were raised like that. So you got all these things and you need to, like, get away from that. OK, well, that's cool. You get away from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, because that is a personal thing. Yeah. So you get away from Very it, you much. know, I'm not I'm not judging you. You know what I mean. You lean on what you need to lean on to uh, get through things in life. Mm-hmm. So the short answer is yes, I believe in God, and I was raised in a Baptist church, and um, you know, I can and and I come from some smart people who didn't just just take it for what <laughs> it said and just take it for what the preacher said. They yeah. went and really. Scholarly learned it, broke it down. I mean, my mom and my uncle were like are like graduates of a very you know esteemed like Bible college,
0: and like, they put it to practice, which is and the they most put important it To part. practice,
1: and here's another thing too. See, anything somebody is ever trying to tell you, you know, we all gonna struggle, and we all and nobody's I and mean, you not care how much money you got, you could you could come down with the health problem and be gone sooner than your time. Yeah, we right? just
0: heard about. Uh scarab, right? Was it Scarab? No, no. uh
1: well yeah, Saphir, the Safir. homie Saphir, yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying, is ill and much respect to that brother right now. Yeah. But I mean Steve Steve Jobs mm. passed
0: Uh basically a couple months.
1: Earlier than, than he you know what I mean? Yeah. Then you would have thought you got all this money, maybe you could live forever. You know what I mean? And um it's just but but what I was gonna say though is for whatever somebody believes, that's cool. And you should see a manifestation in their life of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? On some level, it should be a manifestation in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? And
0: it, it, if it's if it's what you're going for instinctively in, in situations of danger or depression and stuff, that has to count for, for something. And so, so if they ask me if you believe like, "Oh, I don't know what well, then what happens in these situations, are you praying or are you?" Because there's no atheists and foxholes. You've heard that before. right Like when it's really happening, dude, you break down to your <laughs> animalistic se- right. self, and with the, every single person will pray because I think it's the world that because I'm a Christian too, and I try to break down the way it works, and I've seen that it's the world that w- when you wake up does its best to try to convince you that he does not exist. That, so it tries to put all these even reasonable thoughts in your mind, like reasonable, right. like yes, I can see the fact. But at the end of the day, when it really comes down to your instincts, right, which is the only thing you have when you're about to fall asleep, right, when you you know, you know, it's real but the when you wake up the world tries to convince you so hard that it's not real that he doesn't exist that the, he doesn't love you that it's not an ultimate ending you know and the world couldn't, but it, it, why does it have to try so hard if it wasn't real see what I'm saying so uh I understand exactly what you mean because I do the same I go through the same thing you know I could be a better christian but I'm happy with the christian that I am and i'm very grateful to be a christian i find it soothing and relieving and it gives me this therapeutic feeling and i know i can go on and it gives me strength in my moments of weakness it's a beautiful thing you know what i mean i mean
1: there's people who do lean on things and they they apply that yeah. and you can see it you can see the manifestation into their spirit and into their life if
0: you know i did I mean? not have god by my side i would not be here today I guarantee it that. You because go, because my path Telling has that. led me to every mistake, everything Same I've ever done me. had to have worked exactly for me to be sitting in front of Abstract Root tonight. See what I'm saying? And that's just that's just faith and understanding that he has my back. So this is gonna work out because I you know this it's just the way it's gonna go. And my destiny is manifesting in front of me and I'm gonna take advantage of it and blah blah blah. So good thing.
1: Yeah, and I mean, and by grace you can come to that perspective. You know yeah. what I mean? I was, I was, I'm grateful to to have to come from the tribe that I come from, to come from people that you know that that gave that to me. Yeah. And, but just you know, open the door for me to see it like for myself. Mm. It wasn't. It wasn't like beat into me or yeah. Sure, I like I had to go to church, but it became pretty evident that this was like a facility of love and that Mm. the world was full of hate
0: and that's what it's here for to do to balance things out and where we got good at it round 11 oh last two hope you're ready these are my uppercuts all right round 11 what is your biggest insecurity what are you most insecure about
1: My biggest insecurity would be you know, like with anybody else, does anybody look at themselves in the mirror and just see this perfect person? You know Kanye. Um No. (laughs) I mean he had the he had the jaw thing, right? And he was, you know, he he smashed his jaw at first and he was, you know, he (laughs) talked about how he was insecure about that. I mean so so just physically, you know, I ain't the buffest dude, you know? I'm I'm I'm, I'm kinda skitty, like <laughs> I'll really work out yeah. other than just like, you know
0: walk walks no.
1: here. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Does exercise count? Like um
0: <laughs> Yeah, but there's not a bench press in your backyard or nothing either. No, you know what I'm saying? Like no, you're just not like No. You're not that dude. <laughs> no.
1: But but you know what? But when I'm when I'm on stage, I like own it because I'm zoned into the feeling of the thoughts that I'm conveying to people or just the rhythm of the music. And I'm just up there feeling it. And I know that if they see me feeling it, it supersedes Mm. all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, like everything that you want to make better physically about yourself through whether it's through working out, diet, you know what i mean um or or if you're like you're like damn is my hair getting too long is it hurting my neck yeah. do i just look like uh, like a mop head walking around like should i is like am i about to cut it again and
0: you I, and you in the weekend it, got this thing popping here <laughs> if <that> i, I <laughs> cut it do
1: i do i you know i'm back to the like that v-fro stage and yeah. am i gonna grow them back and you know, all those normal human things, man. All those normal... But like, you wouldn't
0: say you have one that's bigger than the other
1: one. Well, okay. That's, those are just physical insecure. I mean, you have to face people. In, you know, you have to go out. Like, like you know what? My, my um, friend always says to me, she's like, I don't see how you could do it. I don't see how you could get out there and just, for one, memorize mm. all this stuff, but then do it in front of all these people. Yeah. And... She's like, either you have to be like the biggest ham, or just like block it out and be in the zone. And you know what? I mean, yes, it's 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 a combination of those things. But um, I'm insecure. I'm insecure about just like not having got my degree, you know, from college, and don't want like my daughter to be like, oh, well dad, why didn't you go to college? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then that makes me want to, that puts more pressure on, you know, having success through this shit. Yeah. Right. So that's, I I think, you know, I think that's a big insecurity just outside of just like a physical one. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I'm with that. I like that. It's a good one. <clears throat> we laughed. We enjoyed ourselves. We cried. We have moments of clarity. We, we vented. We talked about the old days. We talk about the new days. Oh, man. We went through a lot together, bro. And I'm glad. And again, I have not been disappointed. Uh, I, I always, it, they had, I had an image of you and, uh, the image is not broke. If anything, it's just, I'm just that more excited to get to know you in the future. Uh, I can't wait to see what it's going to be where, where my life is not going to take me uh Taking this meeting, I'm, I can already feel it was, I knew it was very important. I knew it. Something told me like, dude, don't miss it. This is going to be something because this is the way it's going to happen for you. It's the meeting. Someone's going to call you. They're going to take notice because you worked so hard because, it, and now here's your next step, you know? Um, so I'm glad we got that and sat down. Uh, you're more than welcome back on the sh- on this show specifically. You know, whenever you like. Uh, we we're just uh, we just want to get to know you guys on that basis. And the audience has been really receptive of it, and they're like, "Dude, please do this guy," because I've always wondered what Wax is like in real life or what Blank is like in real life. And the artists kind of see it. I think guys, they they get it they're like okay this is different this is something that hasn't been done right so it, there's nothing more joyful for me to see them walk away and be like dude that shit was dope like that interview was amazing like i've never been asked that before i never been this and that's what we aim for i think with you we got that
1: hey man we did we did, we did. I, was- I i enjoyed this thoroughly um much respect you know we right here at a line yep. gallery
0: our la official la home by the way people we said that before so it started with sunspot now it's here with abs and you're going to hear many many wake the flock of shows out of a line gallery uh because it's you know what too. it's easier for me to be like hey blank we're in orange county but please come to just be like look we're in la right down the street just take a take a right turn let's make it happen it'll be helpful before we get into the the big big announcement round 12 with (laughs) abstract rude why why? Why?
1: Because somebody has to, mm. and somebody has to uphold the bloodstained banner, and then pass it on to to other strong arms to um, you know, just to kind of like to just to um divide that load that everybody has to carry you know what i mean and make sure that it's proportioned the right way somebody has to do it and you know if you're a visionary and can do it then it's your duty to do it and you know what it is that you have to do whatever is your lane you know and don't be afraid to stay in your lane and to do good what you do good every you know it's microwave society everybody wants everything right now and that's cool they you know but the people telling you to go from 0 to 100 real quick didn't go there that fast Mm-mm. they had a lot of stages that they went through and um so in a sense you know that's that's lying to you you know, but, hey, I'm not here to discourage you, I'm not here to discourage you and sometimes people like being soul dreams a lot of times because you most know it's it's so most of the times because it's a way to get away, you know you know people peop and music has a bunch of different applications. Why? Because music has so many applications, so there's a bunch of different ones that I can use. so, you know, I use I use ones to make you think I use ones to make you party. I use ones to make you nostalgically feel the culture. I use ones to make you, you know, do a combination of all those things, maybe on a song. But music has more applications than that. And that's the that's the thing that you have to realize as a person that does it. So that you don't let it drive you crazy. Mm. Where you could like leave it out there. You know. And still go enjoy your life. Yeah. And then come back to it too. Because you know musicians stay so immersed. We stay so immersed in in our lives with this. But it is good to know how to just. You know. Leave it out there. And still enjoy your life. So I'm here to. You know, I'm here for a perspective from the from the fans as well as my peers and as well as like the culture like uh continuing and enhancing and growing and people just seeing certain like common sense realizations with how they can grow their scene and be actively involved with it and not saturated and things like that.
0: You're the champion you got the bell, baby.
1: Hey, Pigeon John, just like my photo <laughs> of of the Wake the Flock Up. Yeah. Abstract Road. Official like, interview. That
0: is kinda of dope Flyer. Right? <laughs> yeah, that
1: was tight,
0: man. Yeah, Pigeon John, dude. Meeting him was
1: Big Up, Pigeon. Dude, Much s- love. Brother. So
0: amazing, dude. Like I, he was just like another dude that was just so like noble and like like willing to share and just like open and knowledgeable. But uh abstract, man. Dude, it's been an absolute pleasure and honor. And, uh, you fulfill, we fulfilled a dream of mine. A childhood not only, not only to meet you, right? But now I got to know you, mm. I feel. And there's going to be plenty of, of time to get to know you even better, for even you to better. get to know me even better, to really kind of see where we're at, where we're going. Um, me and abstract, uh, I took the meeting today. I got a call and then I come down to, beautiful outline gallery here in uh, what was the address? I'm going to memorize the address and just drop it every time I get it.
1: 5045 York Boulevard. Boom.
0: Fifty forty. I was like oh 5044 York Boulevard. Boom LA that's where I'm going. Okay. Cool. And uh, we talked and we broke it down and um, me and Abstract Rude. I can't even believe I'm saying it. Me and Abstract Rude uh, are going to get together and we're going to build you another podcast. Uh, and We haven't figured it out yet. I'm going to call it the concept show in very small font. Abstract read at the bottom. Just cause I think it'll work, bro. You know?
1: Breaking news.
0: <laughs> Breaking news.
1: You heard it here first, folks. Yep. It's going down a new show that's uh gonna be me in this man concept right here. Just chopping it up. We're gonna introduce topics right here at line Gallery and just kinda go from go from um topic to topic to topic giving our takes chopping it up it's going to be really interesting things a lot of interesting friends of mine will come through from time to time we'll pull people off the street from right here at the gallery yep um and like for the most part you know we're not gonna have any boundaries on on what we might get into but um Or who we were
0: going to sit with.
1: Or who we'll sit with. Which is the beauty part,
0: which I know what they're very excited right now they're hearing. is like, oh, okay. And and you guys know I've done all the booking from the show, My Little Old Self. Now, you guys imagine with Abstract Rude behind, directly behind helping us to book these artists. We're going to get to that level that we've always dreamed of, my Wake the Flock Up audience. And it's because you guys supported it and you guys backed me up. And you guys told your friends and do that to the point where one day abstract rude got notice of this show and he said this is something special and it's because of you guys so i cannot thank you guys more than enough i can't wait to have the very first episode who we might sit with maybe no maybe it's just us two or maybe someone that just like whoa my audience is gonna be blown away you know
1: hey i woke i woke the flock up
0: that's right baby
1: i woke the flock up and now I'm here, y'all, I'm part of the flock, mm. and it's going to be going down as soon as I get back from Canada Yep, uh, around August, September. And while you're
0: out there doing, I'm going to be doing the footwork for the new show, as in uh, the, the flyers, the concept, the idea, the mentality, and it's going to all come out of here, Adeline Gallery, 40, 50, fifty forty five.
1: 5045 York Boulevard 5045 York Boulevard Los Angeles, California Right in Highland Park Right on the beautiful York Strip And this
0: is where It's going to come down So look out for that This summer We're going to take over Baby That's what we're going to do Abstract Again Total pleasure and honor Can't wait to see What the future has in store for us The hip hop gods Have aligned us together Oh yes We're going to make it happen baby.
1: Oh yes We are aligned
0: So for Ally Gallery for Battle Axe Warriors, for Sulu Nation, for Distorted True, for Abstract Rude, for real hip hop everywhere. This is Concept 714 asking you, demanding that you help us. <laughs> To the verbs, every street, every curve, you can block what your heart is cure. Wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up, everybody, wake the fuck up. From the city to the curves, every street, every curve, you can block what your heart is cure. Wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up, wake the fuck up, everybody, wake the fuck up.